We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. So we want to thank you for joining us today on a live Awakening Moments podcast. And again, podcasting is uh, one of the things that Rhonda and I started a couple of years ago now, both like from the perspective of like, hmm, I don't know if we can do this, but hey, why don't we try and see? Um, And, you know, the Lord has been really, really faithful and it has led us in some powerful ways into some powerful conversations, into some powerful reflections. Um, repentance and growing in our faith and growing in our understanding. And I remember even some of the things we talked about in the very beginning compared to where, how we've grown now and even how some of our minds have changed as the Lord has done work in our hearts on things. And so it shows the growth that happens over time. And so for all of us who are part of this heartstrong journey, I really want to encourage you in this, that this journey of faith really is an ongoing progressive revelation of God and faith and understanding because it truly is a mystery that we cannot fully grasp all at one time the Lord as in his faithfulness and in his graciousness towards us is revealing to us what we can understand in the seasons and the times and as our hearts are open to receive it and so we lean into this conversation today with that same humility today to say okay, Lord, speak to our hearts, um, change us. We are so thankful for how much you love us, but you love us enough not to leave us the way we are. And so that's our heart's posture as we kind of go into this conversation today. Um, Lise, I just want to ask you, are we going to be live streaming? Um, I don't see the live stream connection. I, maybe it's just on my screen, but I just wanted to check and see if you're going to be connecting that today. Oh, there we go. All right, so we are officially live. And again, I just want to say a huge welcome to our live Awakening Moments podcast today. So what we wanted to talk about today was our topic for this month in Heartstrong, which is about standing firm. And our key scripture comes from Ephesians 6. And the key verse, I'm actually going to read a couple of verses ahead, uh, starting at verse 10, Ephesians 6, verse 10, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Verse 12 says, for we wrestle, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And verse 13 says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And so again, you even see in this progression of scripture from verse 10 to 13 is he breaks it down in 10, 11, and 12, and then reiterates it again in verse 13. And that's our key verse for this month. And so Pastor Ron and myself wanted to talk today about what it means to stand firm. How do we actually do that in our everyday walk of faith? The reality is that every single one of us who are believers, 
can recognize and admit and acknowledge that this exhortation is one that we need. We need to be reminded to stand firm because this walk of faith is a walk of endurance. It's not for the faint of heart. It comes with constant challenges, constant trials. And so the reminder to stand firm is such an important reminder. And so we hope that as we lean into this conversation today, Rhonda and I will share at the start, and then we'd love to hear from you as well, that you are blessed and encouraged as we process this out together in a space of community. So again, thank you so much for joining us today in this conversation. You know, one of my and Pastor Rhonda's favorite verses is Luke 10, 19. We quote it often. It's all about crushing snakes. Rhonda showed uh, her uh, crushing snakes sticker that she's got in her Bible. And, um, you know, the scripture says, I've given you all authority. This is Jesus talking to trample on serpents and scorpions and nothing by any means will harm you. But what's so fascinating about this verse is the verse that follows. Jesus says, but I don't want you to rejoice in this. I don't just want you to be happy and rejoice that you have authority. I actually want you to rejoice that you're a citizen of heaven. I want you to rejoice in the position that I have given you as belonging to the family of God and that your name is written in heaven, that you are a citizen of heaven. You see, you and I, as believers in Christ, we have actually been invited into a family and we've been given a position in that family. And that is why we can actually quote the first part of that verse. That is where our authority comes from. It's because of the position that God has given us in his family. And there's something that Pastor Jason shared yesterday um, in the message. And he talked about how um, when our children are born. So when my children were born, the second that they drew breath, this like from an infant, from just the moment they drew breath, they bore my family name and they, in, they had the position of son or daughter in our family. It happened instantly. It was given to them. It was through no merit of their own. They didn't ask to be born. They didn't do anything to earn or deserve it. They were given the family name and given a position of son and daughter. And what's so fascinating about this position is that throughout their lives, now my kids are between the ages of 16 and 21 right now. So throughout their lives, and even my son's coming into full adulthood, they didn't grow in that position over the course of their life. They didn't become more of a son or more of a daughter over the course of their life. They had the entire full weight of the position the moment that they drew breath and the moment that they bore our name. And I just think that that is such a profound idea. And it made me think about the story of Jesus talking to Nicodemus. And he said, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus in this story is inviting Nicodemus, but he's inviting us as we read this to be born again into spiritual sonship, to be made new by the work of Christ, by what Jesus did on the cross for us, that we get to bear a new name, that we actually get to bear the name of Christ, that we are image bearers of God, we receive the gift of salvation, and we are invited, and we are received, and we are given the position automatically when we receive this gift by grace of son and daughter 
And this is our new position. In that very moment that the revelation by the Holy Spirit came, that Jesus is our Savior and we receive that, we become son and daughter. Well, actually, the scriptures talk all about sonship. Even as daughters, we're invited into the inheritance of sonship because it actually gives us more privileges. So we're all invited into the position of sonship, which gives us all the privileges of the kingdom of God right in that very moment, which then goes back to the Luke 10, 19, which gives us the authority. So why am I sharing all this? Because this is how we stand firm. This is how we stand firm. We have to remember our position in Christ so that we can stand firm in our position against the works of the enemy. Because as easy as this sounds to talk about, okay, well, I'm a son, I'm a daughter of Christ, we're all children of God, we're brothers and sisters, this is our position, this should be easy then to walk out. But the reality is, and I know you and I both know this, it is not that easy to walk out. Because we actually have a very real enemy that is working constantly to try to disqualify this position from us, to try to actually make us believe that we do not have this position in Christ, that we do not have authority in Christ, that we have not been given. And actually, instead, what we need to do is we need to earn it. We need to earn it by works. We need to earn it by following a whole bunch of rules. We need to earn it by being good enough or better or doing it better. And all of this stuff starts to get muddled in and the enemy works over time to try to disqualify this gift that has come freely through Christ Jesus. And so that's why Paul reminds us over and over and over again, stand firm, because there's a very real enemy that's trying to actually remove this, well, make us believe that this position can be taken from us when actually it can't. And if you just think of it in natural terms, now, the natural example is flawed because there is brokenness of humanity. And I know there's lots of families that don't look like my family per se. There's adoption. There's all kinds of different scenarios about how this can play out. So the natural example does have flaws. But in my family, it would be absolutely crazy for one of my kids to feel threatened by let's say another sibling coming into the family, that that somehow disqualifies them from their position. It absolutely doesn't. I can have more than one son and more than one daughter. The other thing that's crazy to think of is if somebody tried to come into my family and steal their position in the family, my kids know that that couldn't happen. There isn't a scenario where somebody could come in and steal their position, but very much the same way in our spiritual relationship, the enemy wants to make us believe that that can be taken from us when actually it can't. And I think the thing that we have to remember is that the enemy, Satan, the devil, he is the enemy of God. He's just working in our lives to get us away from serving God and the purposes of God, but he's actually the enemy of God, even more than he's against us. He just wants our worship. He wants our attention. He wants, but he is the ultimate antithesis of everything that God is, his holiness, his love, his character, what he has given us. The enemy wants to thwart and take that from us. And so again, so we see all through the 
Pauline epistles, as we've been reading for the last few weeks, Paul again and again and again reminds us, endure in the faith, stand firm in your faith, stay alert, keep watch. There is an enemy. There is a spiritual battle. This isn't all just natural. Something is happening that wants to try to, try to thwart what God has freely given you by grace. And so stay alert and stand firm. Pastor Rhonda. So powerful, Lori, as we were talking about positioning and the sonship and the daughtership, when we come from that place, it anchors us to stand for because who we are is who we are in Christ. And what he does in and through our lives is because of his work, not because of anything we can boast about. And as you were just talking about the positioning, you know, part of it is God has given us all the provisions of heaven to make a difference on earth. Because we are his sons and daughters, we are meant to be light and salt, but also to make a difference and the significance that we all hold as the body of Christ, as a family of one God, of one kingdom of light. And so that is really powerful as we move forward from our position with authority we can now move into incredible like purpose and significance on earth and I've been going through the book of Ezra and Nehemiah as we've been preparing for this year and just rebuilding what does that look like and it's a beautiful example in the Bible as they were actually rebuilding the temple and rebuilding the house of God at that time and so I've been going through and there's a chapter in Ezra that talks about the enemy discouraging them and really his plans to thwart he used people but to thwart this work and it just reminded me of exactly Exactly. There's nothing new under the sun that the enemy uses. It's been when we look all through scripture, we can see these same plans because we fall into the same traps, all of us, of how the enemy baits us and traps us with insignificance, but robbing exactly what you said, our position lying to us to rob our understanding of our position and the revelation we have lying to us to rob and understand the revelation of our authority in Christ because of the finished work but also constantly robbing to thwart the plans and the purposes that God has for each of us to walk in. And this, I was reading this and I just wanted to bring this up today. There were four things I pulled out in Ezra that the enemy had used, um, was using as this discouragement came against the people building the temple. And it was to discourage, to frighten, to keep away and to frustrate. And I find this, this is an Ezra four, those four things come up. And I feel like that's exactly what can happen. The enemy in the purposes that God has for us to stay firm with, to hold fast to, all of us have a plan and a purpose in this season on earth. You are made for a purpose. God sees you. God loves you. And God is using you. And we're not to compare one another. We keep talking about this, but I feel like this is the constant reminder that we need that we are all made unique, but we're made in the image of God. And we're made with a purpose that God has created individually for all of us to fulfill. And if we compare one another to one another, we are going to be robbed of what God has in the significance that we each hold in the body of Christ. I need each of you. Liz, I need you. Mrs. B, I need you. Lori, I need you. Martine, Kathy, Christina, all of us, darling, we all need one another to move forward the purpose and the plan that God chooses to use the body of Christ to do, which is always amazing to me that God chooses to use the body of Christ, a broken, frail, frail vessel for his purposes. But the enemy is going to come in to discourage you every time. If he can discourage you, that's what he's going to do to frighten you, to keep you in fear, to keep you timid, 
to keep you moving away from being courageous and stepping forward, being like just ruled by that emotion. Because when we do things courageous, we do it scared. And that's why God says, don't be afraid because he knows we will be afraid. It's not the emotion of fear that's bad. It's a fact, not the emotion of fear that actually is a the issue it's that when it holds us back to being obedient to what God's asked us to do, that's the thing. It's moving out, not how we feel, but on the opposite way, in the opposite spirit, moving out afraid. But when he wants to discourage us, he wants to frighten us, keep us timid. He wants to keep us away. Sometimes it's just apathy. Sometimes it's just, oh, I don't feel like it. You know, I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like going to that conference. I'm not feeling God move in my life. I'm not feeling the excitement, the enthusiasm, or the cares of the world, or the things of the world draw our attention. They're much more exciting. This is actually a choice. Once again, not the emotion, but to say, I am going to choose to be hungry. Even if I don't feel hungry for God, even if I don't feel overly excited, I am going to choose it because I know I love him and I'm devoted. My heart is devoted. I'm going to hold fast to that. I'm going to stay resolved to be devoted, to be counted among the beloved with him. I want to stay close to his heart. So I speak to my spirit. This is important to you. You're going to do this. My flesh will not overcome. So discourage, frighten, and keep us away, whatever that may be. It just may be isolation. It could just be, you know what? It's just hard to live in community, sometimes hurt. We are broken people. Let's be honest. Like we are not perfect. Church can sometimes be messy in relationships and that can even keep us away. Hurt instead of working through things and being able to say, we're a family. Welcome to family. This is family. And we're going to move it. So being kept away. And lastly, to frustrate us, to disunify us, to be frustrated with one another, that we don't walk in unity, whether it's issues, politics, you name it. Right now, it feels like in the world, everything, everyone is frustrated with all that's happening and frustrated with one another. We all have opinions. We're getting frustrated in our conversations and it's pulling and dividing and creating just that feeling of we're not together. The enemy will use every tactic he can to bring us away from unity because when we come unified together, that is one of the greatest prayers that Jesus had, that we would be one as he and the father are one, the spirit. And so it is about us coming together in unity. So we have to be aware as it talks about the that we are not to be unaware of the enemy's schemes. Lord, I love that you were talking about Ephesians, that we are to stand firm above all, stand firm, hold fast because he will try to discourage you. He's going to try to frighten you, keep you afraid, keep you timid, make you back up. He's also going to try to keep you away. Keep away from community, keep away from all the things that he has for you and also frustrate you, make you feel really frustrated. These are tactics he has, is, and will continue to use because he knows the power that we come together, understanding our position in Christ, walking in the authority of Jesus Christ and the power of the cross, the finished work of the cross that disarmed the enemy from all of his power in Jesus name. And when we walk together unified as a family, under one kingdom, under one banner, the name of Jesus Christ, the enemy has no foothold. He is defeated. So these are the ways that he tries to move, to prevent us from moving firmly and steadfastly in Christ. That is so, so good. Okay. So if you're taking notes today, you want to remember the ways that the enemy wants to get to you is through discouragement, through fear, through keeping you away or isolation and through frustration. So we've got to watch 
for those four things. I wrote them in the chat if you want to follow along and take some notes on that. Now, let's review what our scripture said again about how to stand firm. And I'm just going to break it down. I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but it said strong in God's strength. So it is important to remember that when the scriptures are telling us to be strong, that is not a um, rebuke against when we're weak, okay? Because the reality is that actually we are way more weak than we are strong. We have way more struggles and way more flaws than we do strengths. And we have to work through a lot of things usually to, in order to exercise the strengths in our lives. The reality is we can live our whole life and not acknowledge that we have weakness, but that doesn't mean we don't. We absolutely do. Every single one of us has flaws. Every single one of us has weaknesses, whether we acknowledge it or not. And so remember, he's saying, be strong in God's strength. So we want to actually lay down our own strength and we want to receive the strength of God and be strong in that place. Be strong in the ways that God is strong. Let God be strong inside of us. The next one, put on the armor so that we can withstand the devil. So we can withstand the works of the enemy in our life. So we've got to put on the armor. The rest of the um, Ephesians 6 goes through all of the pieces of the armor that we're on, that we're to put on, breaks it down each one, and you can go ahead and read it. But there is a purpose for the armor. The armor is there to protect us, to help us to withstand the works of the enemy. Then it acknowledges, the next part of the verse acknowledges because the wrestles that we're going to face are supernatural. They're spiritual. They are not in the natural. Now you and I often forget that our wrestle is not flesh and blood because the reality is most of our wrestles show up in the form of flesh and blood. <laughs> they show up in our families. They show up in our friendships. They show up in our churches. They show up in our relationships. They show up in all of those spaces. And in fact, all of these things that Pastor Rhonda was speaking of, discouragement and fear and isolation and apathy and frustration, honestly, they're probably a response to people who are, who are frustrating us and who are hurting us and who are disappointing us and who are letting us down. And it is hard to overcome that. So to keep our mindset on the fact that it is not actually about those people, but there is a supernatural battle going on. There is a spiritual battle going on that the enemy is trying to use those things to get us not to stand firm, to get to take our feet out from under us. How many times have you heard these stories in faith and maybe you've lived this, that you have walked away from faith because of how somebody in faith treated you, that their representation of God and their representation of faith was enough to get you to walk away from your faith. Or you may know people or are walking with people in your life that have walked away from God and walked away from faith because of the things they've seen in the church, the way people acted, the way people were treated, the hypocrisy they witnessed. So now we're actually taking flawed humans and placing them almost like in the position of God, like as if they were ever meant to do it perfectly. And I'm not trying to like diminish the horrifying things that happen in church at times because there are terrible abuses that 
are happening right now that have happened in, in our history as a church. So I'm not diminishing that, but never, ever, ever, ever were we as Christians meant to be perfect. There is one who is perfect and it is through him that every single one of us are being perfected. Yes, flawed, but being perfected. And so it is so important for us to keep on the forefront of our mind. If we're going to stand firm, that our wrestle is not with people. And when people are standing in our way and they're taking up a lot of space in our mind and they're kind of blocking even the purposes of God in our life, we've actually got to ask God to open our eyes to see what is the enemy trying to do through that person, not that that person is my enemy. Because again, these are things that are going to take our footing out, but we want to stand firm. So recognize our battle is spiritual. Then it says, after doing all of that. So once we've done all those things, stand firm. And that's our encouragement. That's what Paul is encouraging us to step into, to grab hold of. Again, why can we do this? Because of our position as sons and daughters, our position that because of the cross of Jesus has given us, we can stand firm, we can walk in authority in what Jesus has done. Final thoughts, Pastor Rhonda? Oh, that was a good preach, Lori. I don't even know if I can tag on that. That was amazing. That's exactly, I loved it. I loved it because it really is true. Those are, those are really challenging moments. Like when you were talking about uh, when we have faced difficult personalities and people and things like that. It's easy to get caught in that realm of the natural instead of saying, okay, God, what is the enemy trying to do to influence me or to pull me? It's not about that person. It's something is happening. And so show me, help me to overcome. But I love that you said it really is through the blood of Christ. It's through the power of Jesus Christ. We cannot do this on our own without him, but with him, nothing is impossible. And we are together in this together, working this out together. And I know we say this over and over, but I cannot even articulate to each of you how thankful I am for a body of Christ. So thankful for a community that we can flesh things out, that we can grow together, that when we feel weak and God's strength is there for us, sometimes we need to look at somebody that comes alongside of us and just holds our hand says, I've got you just like Aaron. He had, you know, when he was coming down, he had his hands lifted up. Sometimes we need those errands in our life to say, we're with you. And you are each such an incredible part of our community. And I always want to say this to each of you, you are significant. You are seen and you are working on an amazing purpose in and through this church. And I want you to know that because God has placed you in this church for such a time for the city, for this nation, for our world. And it starts with us working here together and loving one another, working things out. This is a place that we can pray for one another, confess to one another, repent, work things out. And so I just want to once again, end this time of us sharing to say, I am so grateful for the empowerment of the Lord, but honestly for community that we can do this together and flesh it out together because we are meant to live life together. And so but Lori, that was so powerful. I loved how you just shared all of those powerful truths. And I was trying to capture a few in the chat, but um, we are walking in our position in authority. And I love that. So good. So good. Well, we would love to invite you guys into the conversation. Um, maybe before we do, Pastor Rhonda, can I just ask you to maybe pray over us and just pray this into our hearts and into our spirits. And then we'll dive into a little bit of conversation about this. That's great. Father, I just thank you 
for what you've provided for us through Jesus Christ, your son, that that has made a way for us to come boldly into your throne, into the place of grace to receive grace and mercy in our time of need and full redemption and full salvation. We thank you for that. We are a citizen in heaven, that we are your sons and your daughters. We just want to say we rejoice in that today. Above all, the greatest gift of all is salvation and that we have been brought into your family. You have set us apart as your very own. And so we right now acknowledge and receive the gift of that being your daughters and your sons because of the gift of the cross. So thank you for our position in you. May we be assured and firmly um, just at peace and secure, knowing this truth that we are yours and nothing can separate us from your love, that God, we are your sons and daughters. So we thank you for the assurance of our salvation. And we thank you, God, right now for the authority that you have given us because of the cross, because you disarmed the work of the enemy through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We can walk in full authority because of who you are and what you have done. We walk in the provision of your kingdom and we lift high the banner of your name. And as we lift high your banner, your name, the name of Jesus Christ, it pushes back darkness. And we thank you for that. And I thank you, God, that no matter what we are facing in our world today, in our own situations, in our relationships and our families and our jobs, whatever it may be. We just right now say the name of Jesus. That is the name over our lives. And we thank you that it is to disarm the work of the enemy. And so God, give us the eyes to see, give us the discernment of heart to recognize the influence of the enemy, to be able to stand firm in the full armor that you've provided for us in the spirit and to stand under your spirit. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that is with us, that empowers us and works on our behalf in our spirits. And so we just acknowledge all the provisions of heaven and that with that we can walk as a powerful community together one unified in your name and I just thank you for everyone that is a part of our community and that we can do life together and build your kingdom for your glory God it is all about your name and we lift high your name so thank you for calling us your very own and we just want to say a great thank we have thankful hearts because of it in Jesus name amen Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and he is always with you.